0: What does the Bible say about being a wife, mom, and woman? Between the views on women from society, from sadly some churches, and from past generations has given a stigma to what a wife should be. I am going to dig into the Bible today to show you God's heart toward women and who he has called us to be. Some have gone to an extreme, saying women can do anything a man can do, and others have gone to the other extreme, saying a woman should be Quiet and taking the word submissive in the Bible to a level God never intended. Let me challenge you today to let God show you who He has called you to be as a wife, a mom, and woman in your generation. You have a purpose. You have a specific calling on your life. God is taking you somewhere, and it is not a mistake. You are who you are. God didn't call you to be a quiet, perfect little lady to sit in the corner and only speak when spoken to. He has called you to make waves in this world. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids and spouse or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you and your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance. And when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life. And a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and Joy and freedom on the other side. Proverbs thirty-one ten through thirty-one. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She is like a merchant's ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise. She gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. This was actually an episode I had planned for way down the line in my episode lineup. As I was talking with many of you this past week, this appeared to be a common theme because so many of you mentioned how you were struggling with feeling pressured to be the perfect wife and mom, and the stigma around a quote, Proverbs 31 wife was hard to live up to. I decided it was time to intervene. I don't agree with some when they say a woman can do anything a man can do. That's just not realistic. Men and women were created differently. That's just what God intended. It's not to say that women are incapable. We are. Proverbs 31 says so. But there are some things that God built men for that women just aren't built that way. There are always exceptions, but let's face it, men and women were created differently. That is why women make such great partners for men. We compliment them and can help them with things that they aren't good at and vice versa. I spent the first nine years of my life in a church that put men on high esteem over women. Not every church in that denomination was like this, but some pastors took many of the verses out of context and twisted them. They twisted them to mean what they wanted, and that usually was the extreme version of a wife needing to be submissive to her husband. It was taught by some that we were nothing without a man. Because of things I saw growing up around that church, I had a very negative view on what a wife being submissive to her husband actually meant. I saw it as a wife was to do everything her husband said and had no input. She wasn't her own person, and her sole purpose in life was to serve her husband's every whim. But that is far from what God meant by that. The scripture makes it clear that men and women have a unique role to play in marriage. A husband needs to embrace his role as a responsible leader who respects and loves his wife, and his wife needs to honor his position in a loving, supportive way. This does not mean that the husband is allowed total control over the family. They each have their own unique part in marriage. And if a husband loves his wife the way the Bible says he ought to, then he would never ask that she do everything he asks without having her own thoughts and input. So let's talk submissive for a moment. Those first nine years of my life were spent in a denomination that took this word way out of context. Yes, yes, the Bible does say that we are supposed to be submissive to our husbands, But you know what? It also says that a husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church. All throughout the Bible, we see just how much Christ loves his church. It is his bride. It is his heart, his passion. It is everything. That is how a husband is to love his wife. Us as wives are to submit to our husbands. That doesn't mean he gets his thumb on us and orders us around. It means we support him. We listen and we let him lead our family as he leads in a loving, godly, caring way. So as I go through today's episode, please don't tune out when I talk about submission. It is not a bad word. The Proverbs 31 woman is not under her husband's thumb. She is supportive of him, brings him good and respect, but she makes decisions for herself too. She even has her own business. She's an entrepreneur. She's an amazing woman. So first of all, all of us are created differently. One woman likes to sit quietly and be in the background. One may have a large personality and be called to preach in front of millions. None of us are alike because God has given us each a different calling in our life. We are going to dissect Proverbs 31 a bit today so you can see God's heart behind this chapter. So you can see it wasn't meant to say you as a wife have to be perfect. That's not something that anyone can live up to. It is a guide and it shows us that we have a purpose too. And that purpose is not only in supporting her husband, it goes along with her husband's calling, and her calling itself is supportive to her husband, and it brings him good. But we do have our own purpose and our own calling. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Her husband can trust her. Virtuous in Webster's dictionary means conformity to a standard of right morality. Her husband can trust her because she is moral. She makes good, moral, godly decisions. She will greatly enrich his life. This doesn't mean that she's just some trophy wife that he can parade down by the city gates. Now, I think in this chapter, the husband is so proud of his wife that he wants to parade her down by the city gate. She has enriched his life so much. She is wise and godly, and he is proud to have her as his wife. He got himself some arm candy, (laughs) not just in the physical sense, but I bet all the men were jealous because he is such a supportive, smart, talented, godly wife that he couldn't help but show her off. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. The Proverbs 31 wife is not just sitting at home spinning wool. She starts the day by getting stuff done for her household. She is responsible for making sure her household is taken care of. Not that she does it on her own. She has servants. Now, that was customary back then. These days, we don't have servants, but we have appliances that do the work for us. We can hire people to help us if we want. Or we can come up with systems to be able to function smoothly in our home, to have it all taken care of, clean the food, the clothes, all the things. But Proverbs 31, this woman wakes up and has a plan. She doesn't just go willy-nilly throughout the day. So here's the part that I think a lot of people have skipped. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plans a vineyard. She's an entrepreneur. She works. She works outside of the home and she works in the home. She can make smart business decisions. Now, if you don't have a desire to work or earn an income for yourself, wonderful. This isn't saying that you have to, but it is saying that you as a wife can contribute to the household in more than just cleaning and cooking and caring for the kids. She works hard and she contributes. This is how she helps and supports her husband. And this is the calling that God has placed on her life. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy, spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. Now don't read this and stay up late and wake up early getting only two or three hours of sleep. Know what your body needs to be healthy. But this shows that she was a hard worker and her business makes a profit because she works at it. She has her trade, the skills God has given her, and she is putting them to use. She is energetic. How do you feel when you work hard? Are you worn out and tired and want to quit? Or do you work with energy and vigor? I think the key to the scripture is she's working in the giftings that God has given her, so she is loving what she does. Have you experienced this? When you love what you're doing, you seem to have more energy, you're excited, and you can't wait to wake up to use the talents God gave you to be a good steward of what he has put into your hands. When you're working in the giftings that God has put in your life, you'll have more energy and be excited to get to work. You will be profitable, and it will be hard to stop working because you enjoy it so much. But not just because you like it, but because it's God's calling on your life. Her hands are busy spinning thread. You don't have to take this literally. This doesn't mean you need to take up sewing, unless you really want to. This just means her hands aren't idle. She uses her time wisely and doesn't waste the time that God has given her. Verse 20. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. She helps the poor, and her household has all that it needs. This means she is blessed and can provide enough for her own household that she has extra to help others. Her home and family has all that it needs, and they are blessed, and she gets to dress in fine linen. How many of you want some nice, long-lasting, beautiful, and wonderfully fitting quality fabric clothing? No woman that can't afford to provide for her family is going to be dressing like that. She is blessed. Her family is blessed, and they have more than they need. So much more that she gets to be dressed in fine linen. And that would have been some very expensive clothing in those days. Her husband is well known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. Her husband is well known. I can't help but imagine the support that he would need from his wife and family to be in a high place, like sitting with the leaders of the city. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. Again, she has her own business. She goes out and sells what she creates. She can't do this if she is in the house all day cooking and cleaning. She gets the cooking and cleaning done, but she goes out and works. Now, maybe you stay at home with the kids and you want to be there cooking and cleaning and caring for your family and have no desire to work. That's okay. God gave you that passion for a reason. Those children are your legacy. I love cooking. I enjoy having a clean home, which means I have to clean, and I enjoy cleaning only because I know how satisfied that I feel with the results of a clean home, and I love being at home caring for my family. I used to work outside of the home. I enjoyed working, but I always had a longing to be at home caring for my family and homeschooling and pouring into my children. When I did that and no longer worked, there was something missing. I loved what I was doing for my family, but I wasn't satisfied. I knew that God had something else for me and that I had another purpose in life outside of caring for my family. That is when he led me to start my business, led me to start the nonprofit and this podcast. And I love it. I love hearing from all of you. And yes, I do read all of your emails personally. It brings me great joy to know I'm accomplishing what God has called me to do and to help other women become who God has called them to be. It's like I have a whole new energy level than before waking up early in the morning is no longer a chore. Like right now it's 4am. I woke up early to be up before everybody else to get this done so I could focus. And I was happy to wake up before. Don't get me wrong. It would have been nice to sleep in a little bit longer too. I like sleeping in too. I'm a bit groggy when I get out of bed and I'm not a fun person to talk to until I pour my coffee. And then I have a moment to myself and with Jesus but it doesn't feel like a chore anymore because I'm working in the giftings that God has given me, and it's exciting. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. I don't think this verse needs much elaboration. Strength and dignity, that's what I want people to say about me. Her family is provided for. She's trusting God and working in her giftings so she has no fear of what's to come. She knows God's going to provide. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. Have you heard the saying, what goes in comes out? What you feed your heart and mind is what ends up coming out of your mouth. When she speaks, her words are wise. That means she's filling herself up with wisdom, which comes from the word of God, and she is kind. Have you ever been so tired and stressed and worn out that it's almost impossible to be kind? I have. It's hard not to stab at your kids and your husband. But because of what she fills herself with and is clearly focusing on the Lord, she's kind. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Because of her hard work, her devotion to the Lord, and her kindness and wisdom, her husband and kids bless her. They see it, they appreciate it, and they acknowledge it. This is a partnership. She supports and is a helper to her husband as she walks in the giftings that God gave her, and in return, her husband sees what she does and the amazing woman she is and acknowledges it. We'll talk a little bit more about love languages in another episode, but this is called words of affirmation. He loves her and is affirming her with his praise for being virtuous and capable. This shows their quality of relationship. It's not one of a wife doing everything the husband says and not having a voice or her own purpose in life. It's a partnership where they build each other up, they support each other, and help each other and walk in the giftings from God. Did you stop to think why this chapter is talking all about the virtuous woman, would mention the position of importance her husband has in the city? It's true, God created woman as a helper and companion for the man, but what does that actually mean? She helps and supports her husband, and because of her support and her ability to do what God has called her to do, her husband is able to become the man that God has called him to be. In marriage, God has said we become one. This doesn't mean in the literal meaning when we do the married stuff. It's overall in life, in calling, in purpose. We become one. We help each other become the person God has called us to be. That is true partnership. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Reward her for all she's done. God wants us to be rewarded for our work. Reward can mean many things, financially, emotionally, or in seeing the fruits of your hard work by raising godly kids and grandkids, or seeing lives changed. Or maybe it's that when you go to heaven, God publicly rewards you in heaven because you have followed the call of God in your life. God has called you to do mighty things for his kingdom. This chapter is not to put pressure on you as a wife and as a mom to feel like you can never live up to it. It's to show you that you have purpose. It shows us that we are here to enrich the lives of our husbands, to bring good to our family, and to contribute. It shows us that it's okay for a wife to have input in the home and contribute in whatever way God has called her to. It shows us what a true partnership in a marriage can become. When a husband and a wife are walking in the call of God, mighty things will happen. What do you feel tugging inside of you? Has God put something on your heart to do? but the pressures you have felt as a wife and mom have been preventing you from accomplishing them? You were created for greatness. God has a calling on your life. He has given you giftings and the tools to accomplish them. What are those giftings? What are you naturally good at or truly enjoy? If you don't know, I urge you to ask God to show you. He hasn't given these gifts and placed this purpose on your life to just let you live day-to-day feeling stagnant and unaccomplished you go to bed at night thinking to yourself, there has to be more than this. I'm just surviving and getting nothing out of life. I'm here to tell you that there is more. Don't let your idea of what people in your past have told you you should be minimize what you can do. What does God say you should be? A Proverbs 31 woman is confident, strong, wise, kind, resourceful, blessed, hardworking, loves life and she laughs laughs without fear of the future. She's energetic and generous and trusted by her whole family and living out the call of God on her life. That's the kind of woman I want to be. Proverbs 31 is a message to us women that we are capable and we have a purpose. What are you capable of? Where is God taking you? Where is he taking you and your spouse? He brought the two of you together. He has a plan for your partnership. Don't let the stigma around the Proverbs 31 woman and a biblical wife stress you out and make you feel pressured to be somebody that you, you aren't called to be. It isn't meant to be a pressure verse. It's meant to be an encouragement and a guide. I hope this episode today encouraged you and gave you a little bit of a different perspective on the Proverbs 31 woman. If you have questions or input, send me an email at at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.